Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Welcome to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. We're broadcasting live on the High Velocity Radio Show and the Business Radio X Network. If you're a business coach and want to help more people make more money and own your backyard, go to brxteam.com. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic show. I feel like we've been, did we not do any last week because we were down south doing the podfest thingy yeah i don't think we had to coach the coach last week yeah man i was starting to suffer some withdrawals we learned a lot down at podfest we got to do our talk we met some neat people and we'll do maybe even a whole show on that but right now it's it's the jeremy uh it's, it's time to talk to jeremy right absolutely all right please join me in welcoming to the broadcast founder and managing director with epic mission inc mr jeremy turner how are you sir doing very well. I appreciate it. Uh, and I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Also. Well, Jeremy, before we get too far into things, can you share a little bit about Epic Mission? How are you serving folks? Yeah. So um, Epic Mission, we, um, you know, we can, I can get into the, you know, the whole nuts and bolts of we do this and we do that. But I think, um, you know, in the words of uh, Simon Sinek, let's start with why. So we believe that, that communities are better when uh, they are thriving and resilient and hope-filled. And what we found is that, you know, through, through my travels through, uh, and my colleagues' travels, there's so many communities uh, around West Virginia in particular, but around our country and around the globe that maybe they've lost hope somewhere along the way. And we believe that, you know, by, by working with individuals who have big dreams and helping them to foster turning those dreams into something real, we can actually restore this sense of, of resiliency and hope. And so what we do is we work to engage, encourage, and empower entrepreneurs, nonprofits, and small businesses so that they can go out and be the change that we wish to see in the world, that all of us wishes to see in the world. And what we envision is this future where these heroes of change that we, um, that we refer to as entrepreneurs, nonprofits, and small businesses, where these heroes of change are equipped to move more confidently in the direction of their dreams where they have what they need to go forth and, and conquer and do great works. So we do that through coaching, consulting, training, and, and a myriad of other support services. So now in your travels, do you find that people do believe in the American dream that they do believe that, that this is a, um, a viable path for them rather than kind of getting a job and working for someone else to go at it on their own and to, kind of be the change they want to be in the world, like you described? You know, I think that in, uh, again, in, unfortunately, in some communities, uh, some regions, perhaps that's been lost. And, um, you know, many folks or, or communities have reverted back to a more linear path of, you know, go to school, uh, whether it's a trade school or university or, or get some sort of training, get a job and work that job. And so we've almost institutionalized this, this entrepreneurial innovation mindset out of uh, many communities around, uh, around the country where, I, where I've traveled. And so, you know, that's, that's part of the mission of Epic Mission is to uh, engage people at a very deep, empathetic level and begin to see the world as they see it so we can help bring them back to where they have hope again, where they have hope of, of going and, and doing these things that, that are just sort of fleeting thoughts through their mind. 
and that others are saying, hey, you know, cut that out, go get a job, quit dreaming. You know, you got a family or, you know, you, you just need to quit, um, you know, quit dreaming. That's a pipe dream. You can't do that because you're from XYZ community and no one you've ever met has ever done that. So why, you know, why are you different? Well, we've been fortunate enough to work with uh, Georgia State University, and last week we did a show, and one of their groups that they work with are refugees that are new to America, mm-hmm. and uh, Clarkston uh, is a city adjacent to Atlanta that has a very large number mm-hmm. of refugees. So I asked that the person that runs the um, kind of university program there in Clarkston do the refugees that are coming here, do they believe in the American dream? And he felt that they were very bullish on the American dream, that that was really mm. that why they sacrificed everything to get into this country is because they did believe that there is uh, an American dream and that they would have an opportunity to make their dreams come true. So if that, I hope that gives you a little hope and that it keeps you kind of fired up and helping your community that when people are coming from outside of America, they might, believe on them in the American dream, maybe more so than people that are already here. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've, I've experienced that as well. Um, you know, working with, with folks who, who've come from other countries and uh, it seems that they just haven't had the, the same experience of being told no so many times that no, that's, that's unrealistic. No, you can't do that. Uh, at least as far as uh, you're beginning to live the American dream. So we do in fact have people coming from other countries who are, better at living the American dream than we are, we that are here, because, you know, we've, we've, um, you know, lost our, our vision in, in some respects. And it's a shame. And so that's part of what uh, energizes me every day to get up and lead this firm and, and go forth and, and help people dream again, because, you know, without hope, what do you have? Right. Right. Well, you need that to, you know, but also the mouse has to get the cheese, right? You have to have some wins along the way. Mm-hmm. So anything you can do to help you do. help uh, these people get some wins is fantastic. Well, let's talk about your work exactly. specifically. How are you going out there and serving these people and giving them the hope that they need to go forth and to serve others? Thank you for, for asking that. So, um, you know, this engagement piece is, is really, it's, it's the first part of um, how we seek to go out and serve. And for us, engagement is more than just meeting someone or, or receiving their business card. Engagement is a very, very deep thing. It's very personal, and it's, it requires a lot of listening and less talking. Um, what I've found is that many coaches and consultants that, that I've met or that, that I have worked with in the past, uh, unfortunately, it's, um, you know, at some point, perhaps they, they develop a better listening skill, but it's I'm going to come in and I'm going to tell you how to do this and here's how it's going to be. Well, how do you know what someone needs if you don't listen? And how do you know what, what the real roadblocks are if you don't listen to them, if you don't ask and be become and develop a deep empathy with them. So, you know, we, we pull in methodologies from, from the concepts of design thinking and really seek to engage first so we can understand at a very, very deep visceral level. And so what help looks like from there is based on what, the individual or organization needs. It could be some individual coaching. It could be some group coaching. Maybe they need deep, deep uh, consulting. Uh, they need strategic planning to help. Uh, they need some culture redevelopment. Uh, it could be, um, you know, perhaps they need some grant writing. They could need many things, but we don't know what that, what those things are if we don't ask. And then if we don't just be quiet for a moment and listen. And again, there, there I think is, you know, coming in with, 
well, I have, I have your solution because I reviewed your website or whatever. Um, again, I think, I think the listening piece is, is really key. So I'll, I'll be quiet and listen for a moment. I'll take <laughs> well, what's your backstory? How did you get into this line of work? Were you always serving entrepreneurs? No, um, I was an entrepreneur. Uh, well, at least I, I came to realize that. So grow, growing up in Huntington, West Virginia, we didn't really talk about entrepreneurship much. Um, I, I don't recall ever having heard that word and um, didn't really understand it. Uh, you know, it was this fancy French word and I have no idea what this means. And, you know, when I finally did hear it, um, I, I began to dig in and, and I got very curious about it. <clears throat> but um, so I was a kid that I did really well in school, but just didn't really, I wasn't one of those that said, I know exactly what I want to do for a living. Um, you know, I'm going to be an attorney or, or whatever. Um, so my path, I meandered through many things and found that I was really good at solving problems of asking good questions and listening and then beginning to solve problems and, and teach and train and develop and empower people. And, you know, through my professional career of working with, I worked for some very large international uh, corporations and international nonprofits. And I've done a lot of uh, startup in both the for-profit and nonprofit space and found that you know, specifically uh, once you get to a certain revenue level, there are lots of options for consulting and coaching, but you can't be big if you're not good at being small first. And it's really the details that separate mediocrity from greatness. So who was really helping the startups, the early stage, the idea stage organizations, for-profit, nonprofit. And I found that there weren't a lot. Um, and you know, there were people that wanted to help, but perhaps it was a, they, they truly wanted to help. They didn't have the acumen or the experience or whatever. And so, um, you know, I found that there was a, there was a hole in the market and there was a need and I had experienced this need when I was on the other side, launching businesses and such. So Epic Mission really came out of my own observations and my own frustrations with needing help at different junctions uh, in my life and not being able to find the help I needed that was very ground level, practical, uh, taking complex ideas and bringing them down to a simple level that I can bite off in small chunks and easily digest. But it's not just about the knowledge, it's about the application because that, that's what turns knowledge into power. And so rather than coming in and using a bunch of big fancy words and trying to sound smart, um, we are focused on let's understand the problem first and deliver a solution that truly meets the needs that so that this problem can be alleviated, not the symptom, but the underlying cause. And so that whatever we share can actually be implemented because if there's no impact, it doesn't matter. We shouldn't have done the work. We shouldn't have gotten paid for it. Now, how do you discern um, like a startup from an entrepreneur, from a small business? And then I know you lump nonprofits in there and I would imagine that some of these people, when they first start their nonprofits in some yeah. ways, maybe not the way you mean, but um, how do you kind of discern these uh, different types of niches inside of this umbrella that you're working with? Well, you know, so the, the, the different uh, buckets, entrepreneur, nonprofit, small business, is really more about, um, about targeting for, for marketing purposes. But at a very basic level, we don't really care which one of those buckets you might fit in. We just want to help. And what we found is that sometimes folks – um, they may shy away from entrepreneurship because of their value system around how they, um, well, how they value money. 
they think the only way to do good in the world is to go launch a nonprofit. When the way that I believe and the way that we work within my firm is that doing good and doing well, you know, making money and, and changing the world aren't mutually exclusive things. And so, you know, nonprofit is not the only method by which you can go out and, and be the change we wish to see in the world. So how we, how we differentiate is, you know, how do, how do people self-identify, you know, and so that allows us to at least begin the conversation. Do you identify as a nonprofit person? Great. Let's chat. Are you an entrepreneur? Okay, perfect. Let, let's talk about that. Now, that, is that, uh, that make sense? Yeah. Uh, so they you treat them all the same in a similar manner though. The, it begins with listening and then really trying to help them achieve whatever outcome they desire. Indeed. Yeah. So where are you? Uh, where do you want to be? And what are the steps that it takes to get there? You know, six some inventory. Where are you? Um, you know, what resources do you have? Let's discuss you know, potential roadblocks, either real or perceived. And, you know, let's, let's design some, some solutions for getting around those, or, you know, maybe we need to take a different direction. So, you know, I, I get to teach entrepreneurship at, at a college level and you know, I get to practice it every day. And so, you know, we, we look at these ideas, I'm not necessarily judging the idea, but, you know, we need to look at what, what, what option are you going to take? Are you going to um, make a big change? Are you going to pivot? Are you going to make a small adjustment and, and iterate? Do you just continue doing exactly what you're doing and persevere or do you quit? So, you know, we have to, um, you know, find out what's going on with someone. What is their idea? Where do they want to go? So we can begin to, um, you know, teach them accordingly and empower them so they can, you know, we're not going to make the decisions for them. We want to empower them so that they are now better equipped to make decisions. It's not our decision to make. It's not our business. It's not our dream. And we can't love it more than they do. Right. Now, um, it's frightening when you don't understand. (laughs) Well, you can't do the work for them. They got to want it more than you do. But um, Indeed. Indeed. is there any meaning behind epic mission? Did you did you mm. intentionally choose the word epic because you believe this work is that important? Yeah, absolutely. This work is, you know, there's many things that I can go do to, to earn a paycheck. Uh, this is way more than that. This is a calling for me. Um, this is why I'm on this earth and, during this chapter of my life, I'm going to go at it as hard as I can. Um, you've heard me describe these these heroes of change, entrepreneurs, nonprofits, small businesses. Um, they are the heroes because they're um, you know, creating new products and services, and they're bringing jobs to communities, and they're filling holes in our communities, uh, filling gaps of, of service. And I think that work is heroic. And so you think about the classic hero's tale, the epic hero's tale, um, you know, there's a cycle to that, uh, to that classic hero's tale. And so what we seek to do with Epic Mission is to meet these heroes to change wherever they are along their journey. And first of all, we're not going to judge them because who really wants to be judged? You know? So we're not going to judge. We're going to, instead, we're going to engage and begin to find what do you need and how can we help you? What does that look like? What does that sound like? So, yes, the, the name Epic, and it's an acronym as well. <clears throat> Uh, you may have seen that. Uh, it stands for these four stages of development and also uh, is an acronym for our values. So the, the four stages are we want to empower people because they may have an idea or a vision for something, but they might need a nudge. They might need just a, a little bit of push or, or a cheerleader for a moment. 
um, P is process. Uh, are you know how can we create systems and processes and begin to formalize and structure things so that we can have proven, predictable, repeatable results? Uh, I is impact. Are we doing what we think we're doing because what we measure will improve? And C is capacity. Uh, you know, going wider, going deeper, going both. But if you have something amazing, you should seek to enrich that and deepen it, or you know, take it to an, open another office or bring in another partner, what have you. And so then, you know, the things that we value, we value empathy, because without that, what do we have? You know, it's it's a transactional service without empathy, and that's not what we're about. We value practicality, because fancy doesn't matter. We just need to know it works. Uh, impact, again, impact is so important that we have it on our name and our values, because if it's not making a difference, then it doesn't matter. It's a waste of everyone's time and money and community. And we value community. That's why we do this work. And community, not just in the physical sense, we value that as well, but in the sense of having a place to belong, you know, feeling like you belong, and the ownership rights that come along with belonging, in the words of you know, Peter Block, as he describes you know, these dual meanings for belonging. That's really the story behind Epic and this hero's tale and, and uh, you know, what we value and what the stages of our work look like. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. Featuring founder and managing director with Epic Mission, Inc., Mr. Jeremy Turner. If you're a business coach and want to help more people make more money and own your backyard, go to brxteam.com. Jeremy Stone Payton here. I've been listening into your conversation with Lee and I particularly appreciate what you've had to say about listening and about uh, meeting your client where they, where they are. Uh, to give you some context, I am not out in the marketplace as a coach, but I do find myself fulfilling that role, wearing that hat here at the Business Radio X uh, network in that we have studio partners across the country. We hope to have a great many more. And I do find myself in that coaching uh, playing that coaching role. One of the things that occurs to me often when I'm on the phone talking with these folks, and sometimes I say it out loud, sometimes I bite my tongue, but I think almost always, are your goals, are your dreams too small? And because I, because I feel like they could be um, reaching for so much more. So in one breath, I'm feeling that and wanting to try to tee up a conversation where they'll uh, genuinely entertain that question. And then in the next breath, I'm thinking to myself, who are you stone to superimpose your value system on them? You know, maybe, maybe they don't want to make that much money or reach that number of people. Maybe they're perfectly content and are right in their groove doing what they're talking about doing. So I, I don't know, I guess I, I would sincerely appreciate any counsel you might have to me and other coaches about what are our obligations and what should we do to properly help our clients navigate this topic? Well, you know, that's, I love, and uh, I take my own medicine on this often because I feel like, well, just back up. if any of us are in this work, if we're out there coaching people, we're dealing with people's lives and their dreams. This isn't, you know, this isn't just about a paycheck. 
and it should never be for any of us. This is real deep, meaningful work. Uh, if, if we're just at, uh, on, uh, on this journey for a paycheck, we can go get a job anywhere doing anything. <clears throat> so this, this concept of are we dreaming too small? Uh, there's a fellow West Virginian by the name of Steve Harvey, who you may recognize the name, his talk show and, and the many other things he does. And he put out this video. Uh, it's on, it's on, you can find it on YouTube. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, he talks about taking the lid off the jar. And it's all about dreams. It's all about dreaming too small or, um, you know, in fact, turning your dream machine on and dreaming big. And in it, he tells a little bit of this personal story about, um, you know, uh, people not understanding his dreams and telling him that he's dreaming too, too big and he needs to chill out and get back to reality. And he says, you know, it gives a, a couple pieces of practical uh, uh, insight in there. If, if you have time to do everything that anyone asks you to do, you're dreaming too small. Uh, if you talk mm-hmm. to people all around you and they all understand your dreams, you're dreaming too small. If you feel like you can, you can accomplish your dreams pretty easily without the help of others, you're dreaming too small. So that's, those are some of the filters that, that I run things through when I'm dreaming big and I'm, I, I am a big dreamer, but I'm also a doer. And so I've found through my life, um, especially, you know, since, you know, say the, the launch of that mission and working through the things that we do, people don't get me. Gen- generally, people don't get it. <laughs> they don't. You know, I, I talk about Yoda, do or do not. There's no try. And I've got Yoda stuff all over, all over just as a, as a way to cue me in. Um, you know, I talk about world domination. People don't get that. And I don't mean it from a very per- – uh, um, stingy standpoint. I'm not Jabba the Hutt, making another Star Wars reference. I'm about you know getting out and being in front of a ton of people and helping as many people as I can as part of my personal human legacy while I'm on this earth. And so, you know, dreaming too big, you know, I, I can encourage other people to dream bigger. Um, I don't, you know, to your point, I don't know that it's, it's imposing my own value system on them because I can't tell them what their dreams are, but I can nudge them and challenge them a bit to say, are you dreaming big enough? Tell me what is your dream and, and walk me through this. Do you have time to do everything anyone asks you to do? Uh, you know, do other people get what you're trying to do and do they agree with you? And can you achieve your dreams without the help of anyone else? And so, you know, I, I do that regularly with, with my clients as well. You know, are you dreaming too small? I don't believe we were created to dream small. Well, I sincerely agree, and I also greatly appreciate having some some structure to help me tee up that question in a way that is not um, condescending or, you know, putting them on edge. I think what a great way to to challenge them to really think that through. I thank you for that. I'm glad I asked. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Jeremy, part of your mission is to really serve the West Virginia community. Uh, can you talk about maybe a, a quick pitch for West Virginia and why that's such a great place to do business? It is. Um, you know, so as an entrepreneur, uh, well, let me back up. You know, West Virginia appears at the top of most every worst list out there. Forbes doesn't have a, a very favorable opinion of West Virginia when it comes to places to do business. We have uh, lots of people leaving the state, 
know, 10,000 um, or so uh, every every couple of years. We've we've had declines in major industry. We've got high rates of heart attacks and and heart disease and diabetes and and other health issues. And we have rampant addiction. We have young people living, dying, and going to jail, uh, leaving and, and going to jail. And so, you know, most people would see those as obstacles, but as an entrepreneur, I see that as opportunity, not just from a business standpoint, from a very personal standpoint of working with other people so that we can amplify one another's impact to go forth and make big things happen and continue to happen in West Virginia, to be the change that we all wish to see in the state. From a business standpoint, if we can do things here in West Virginia, where we seem to have um, everything stacked against us, certainly we could do these things elsewhere. So we can provide great proof of proof of concept. If we can accomplish certain things here, we can do them anywhere where there are more resources or there are different mindsets. So I moved back to West Virginia in 2016 to focus more closely on doing business in West Virginia. I work all over the place, um, you know, throughout the East coast and, and such into the Midwest. But my focus is on West Virginia uh, and, and Appalachia and helping here. Not that I'm a savior because I'm not. That's not my point of view. Um, but perhaps I'm part of the puzzle. And perhaps with my help um, and, and the help of many others, we can complete the puzzle and go forth and, and be that change that we all wish to see in West Virginia and Appalachia, um, you know, across the country and, and around the globe. So before we wrap, do you mind sharing some actionable piece of advice? And in your case, I guess you deal a lot with entrepreneurs and uh, small business people. Can you uh, maybe share a piece of actionable advice for them to, you know, if they're on the brink of deciding, hey, I'm going to do this, or maybe I should or shouldn't do it, but say they take the plunge and are, are going to join the, the world of entrepreneurship, what is a piece of actionable advice that can help them kind of uh, help their learning curve shorten? Yeah, um, so I, I would say two things. One is don't think that you have to do it all yourself. Um, that, that's one mistake that I see often is, is one person thinking they have to do everything. And the mistake, the difference between investment and expense, um, you know, I, I need to do this as cheaply as I can, therefore I can spend no money on anything. Well, um, I like to do things inexpensively also, but I understand the difference between an investment and expense. An investment, I'll seek. A, I'll, I'll find a return on that. So if that's coaching, if it's consulting, if it's hiring a graphic designer, um, or an attorney to help me get my business set up properly on the front end, that's an investment. The expense um, I would see is me spending my time doing things that I'm terrible at, um, hoping that I'm going to be great at it one day, um, you know, or two day when I have help available. So there's that, and the other piece of it is to stay curious. I think curiosity is a great human superpower and we shut it down too often. And whereas uh, an entrepreneur shouldn't have to try to do everything in their business, um, that, that's no excuse for not going out and learning and being curious and you know, having a growth mindset and maintaining this lifelong learner mentality. You know, so use free resources, go on Coursera, uh, take a class, go to the library, read a book or, or listen to an audio book, but stay curious, uh, continuous learning and seek help and, you know, and understanding the difference between investment and expense that will save time and money and, and heartache. And it may just help you um, achieve what it is you set up to do on the front end. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for sharing your story today. If somebody wanted to learn more and have a more substantive conversation, what are the coordinates? 
Fantastic. So uh, we have a 1-800 number that uh, anyone can call. It's 1-800-507-4048. And we've got various extensions on there. Mine is extension 700. You can reach me there. Um, you can visit our website at yourepicmission.com, Y-O-U-R-E-P-I-C-M-I-S-S-I-O-N.com. And um, you can contact us through the website as well. Well, good stuff. Thank you again for sharing your story. Your work is so important in West Virginia and in all the other communities that you work in. Uh, thank you for being a guest today. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, I wish you well on, on the rest of your journey. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. Mm-hmm. 